Dude, there are photos of me from when I got into the business and I'm like a baby. My eyes are open. Like I'm so happy. And I would get a rental client and I'd be like, oh my God, a new friend. And you look at the photos of me now and I'm just like, grayed out, like just beaten the scars and bullet wounds. I cry. I cry on the inside like a winner. I'm just kidding. I'm fine. What is up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Mr. Steal Your Pennies, a.k.a. Rob I Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. In today's episode, I talked to Ryan Surhan. He is super famous, a YouTuber, and one of the top real estate brokers in the world, especially in New York. Now, when Ryan moved to New York, he didn't know anyone, and he wanted to actually be an actor in theaters. He ran out of money and decided to try this real estate app. Now, in his first year, he made a total of 9000 bucks. Second year, he made 50000 And 10 years later, he owns a real estate agency that is doing over $1.4 billion in revenue. That's crazy. Ryan was super more impressive than I expected just from watching his YouTube channels, and I was so grateful to be able to meet him. Go check out his YouTube and support him at, at Ryan Serhant, S-E-R-H-A-N-T. This guy was phenomenal. And if you ever want to learn about how to get into the real estate as a career or just how to hustle super hard, you are going to love this episode. We had this conversation in a $45 million condo, which was bonkers. Here's three gigantic things you're going to learn from this episode. One, why you should consider getting into real estate or sales. Two, what separates Ryan from all these other realtors? How did he do it? And three, why Ryan's boss is his future self. Some meta stuff right there, baby. Enjoy these two things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. This interview is part of an upcoming YouTube video where we interview the top real estate agents in New York. So go to youtube.com slash okdork and subscribe. I know you already have, so it's not for you. But for everyone else, go to youtube.com slash okdork, subscribe and like, and get ready for that episode. Also, if you are looking to start a growing online business, Go to AppSumo.com slash Noah. It is like Groupon for geeks or Groupon for software. It has got the best deals on software for solopreneurs. AppSumo.com slash Noah. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener PFAN22 of the USA. He left a review saying, great interview. Came across the interview with Sam at Financial Samurai. Loved it. Thanks for hosting. Yeehaw. Thank you for your feedback on me. I love you. And if you're the one of you gorgeous people that has me up in your earlobes, if you want a future shout out in an episode, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I check every single one of them. It's a hectic day, I think. <laughs> is it ever not hectic? I literally sent like an SOS message this morning to, uh, do you know what YPO yeah. is? To I'm a YPO. And so you're like part of these, all these groups, all these CEOs and stuff. And I sent a message this morning. It was like, I never asked anything like this, but my clients are all over the world. Agents are everywhere. I can't use Slack, right? I can't use any other systems. Like I can't use superhuman or anything for email. I get 1,600 emails a day. 900 to 1,000 of them that I have to respond to, right? The rest are junk. Um, it's good for me to see them so I can know, but the ones I have to respond to, has anyone figured out a workflow yet where they can do that more efficiently? Because, you know, the ends of my day, people are like, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I go back to work. But really, like, I'm returning phone calls and answering emails until like 11 midnight. And then if I want to work out or do anything the next day, I've got to wake up by 4.30 before the day starts. So then, like, has anyone figured this out? And everyone wrote back, like, no, you're fucked. <laughs> like, like, what's the point of being in this group? <laughs> so what was your dream when you started all this? What was your real, you know, what, what was the dream for, you know? Dude, my, my thing has always been to, like, I just want to be successful. I never really, really thought about exactly how I'm going to get there. Initially, when I came to New York in 2006, when I graduated college, it was to do theater. Like, I went to school for theater. I thought I was going to do theater. I liked acting when I was a little kid. 
It's the only thing that I was ever like actually passionate enough about to like fight my parents on. So I was like, if I care about it that, not, uh, that amount, I should at least try it. And I should go to New York because that's where theater is. Um, and I didn't know anyone in California. So I thought if I went to LA, I'd like just become a prostitute or something. And I wanted to like delay the timeline of doing that. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's like your last resort. Like, <laughs> maybe not last. Like drug dealer, you know, hired assassin are probably last. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't have the stamina anymore. That's for sure. But I, you know, got into real estate because I ran out of money and I needed to pay my rent. and I didn't want to move home. But my goal was like, I want to be successful. If I could do it as an actor, that's choice number one. But if that doesn't work out, it's not a brick wall. It's just a speed bump and I'll figure something else out. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to move home with my parents. Like, I have to figure something out. And so when I got into real estate, it was like, I think I understand this game. I don't know if I was born to be a realtor. But let me see if I can mix what I'm good at with what I like doing with the idea of building things, right, which I've always liked doing. And then I just made sure from day one, stay too busy to fail. Like no one has the right answer. There's no book on how to build a company or how to build a business. But if you make sure that you are so fucking busy every single day, you will be too busy to fail. Because I'm sure there's been multiple times where like I've touched the line of failure, but I've just been too busy to even pay attention that like a jockey on a horse, like I just didn't look left or right. And most people, I feel like they look left, they look right, they freak out. So they slow down. Other people pass them. And that's when the horse falls, breaks their leg and has to be killed. Right. For me, I'm like, we're just, we're just running, you know? And as long as you don't stop, then no one else can stop you. Right. I feel like the only person that's actually going to stop me is going to be myself. And we'll see where we go. So you've been a realtor now, what, 15, over 15 years? Yeah, next year is 15 years. Jesus Christ. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Looking great. Am I? No. <laughs> Dude, there are photos of me from when I got into the business and I'm like a baby, brown hair. My eyes are open. Like I'm so happy, like running around. I would get a rental client and I'd be like, oh my God, a new friend. And you look at the photos of me now and I'm just like, grayed out, like just beaten the scars and bullet wounds. I'm just kidding. I'm fine. I cry. I cry on the inside like a winner at the end of the day. <laughs> How much does Sirhan sell per year? So I've been a real estate agent since 2008 uh, in New York. My first year I made like nine grand. My second year I made like 50 third year was like 150. So every year I tried to like double it from there. I built a real estate, I built a sales team, a big one. There was like 65 agents between here, California, South Florida and the Hamptons. Kind of that like golden triangle for wealth um, in the United States anyway. And uh, my last year as a team, we did just over a billion dollars in sales that year. And that was 2019. 2020, I decided to blow up my whole life and start my own company, basically kind of creating a content to training to commerce business for real estate where we train salespeople to become better salespeople. Those salespeople then come into the brokerage and then we expand and grow through media um, and then sell content this way. Like we will sell this apartment, it's $45 million, and we will sell it through TikTok or we'll sell it through YouTube Shorts, you know? And the whole company does that. So we have a film studio and everything. Um, Last year was our first year. We did, I think it's like 1.4 billion our first year, which I was really, really happy with because it was our first year 
I had to start from zero by myself, no team, middle of COVID, right? It was complete insanity. This year, I think we'll do, I don't know, we'll end somewhere this year between like 2.5 and 2.7 billion. But then would you rather make less and sleep more? You know, I don't know. I'd love to figure out a healthy balance so I don't die, you know? Like, you've got to figure out the balance. But also, at the same time, like, I'm just, I'm not there yet. And I think it's okay. You hear all these people talking about, like, getting restful sleep and, like, making sure you take care of yourself and all that. They do that after they've exited something else. Like, you hear these people and they're talking about taking care. They do this, they do that. But, like, then you read the caption or you Wikipedia them and it's like, oh, Michael sold his first company for $100 million when he was 22. He skipped Harvard because he graduated the day he was admitted. And you're like, go fuck yourself, guy. Like, I don't have that brain. I can't do that. Like, so I have to work all the time until I get to a point where maybe I've leveraged myself enough through others, not through debt, but through others, other people, where, you know, like at 8 p.m., I'm not as stressed about email. But right now, my focus is just in building. And it's what I like doing at the end of the day. Like, my wife tells me all the time, like, I create tornadoes and it's my own fault. Like I come into spaces, I create the tornadoes and then I'm addicted at finding the pieces and putting them back together better than the way I found them. And I, you know, I think it's just a disease. And so I don't know how to answer your question other than I just, I really like to work. Like it's my happy place. Like before we had our baby, Saturdays were my office days and they were the best. Sundays were showings and everything. And then the minute we got pregnant, my wife sat me down and was like, you know, eventually you're going to have to be a husband. And then like, you're going to have to be a dad. It's like, yeah, male nesting is different from female nesting um, where like my wife hunkered down at home, got the house ready. There's a baby coming. I have to protect this child. Like didn't leave the house. Insane, right? Me, instinctually, I was working like 20 hours a day because I'm like, I will have responsibility. I have a human. I have to build. I have to protect. Uh, I have to build the army, you know? Um, very much like Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, roughly, how much do you make? Because I think when people hear $2 billion, they think you're getting all the $2 billion. I should. So last year was our first year. Uh, like I said, we did over a billion dollars in sales. I think company dollar, at, like after agent commissions and payouts and all that was like $22 million after expenses, right? So I, our first year, we did $12.5 million in profit. Also, caveat, I own everything. So we're self-funded. There's no investors. There's no debt or anything like that. So that's year one. Um, but I invest everything back into the company. Like every dollar we have goes back into the company and back into growth and back into building, right? So that I build for the future. Like we have a 30-person media team. There's no real estate brokerage that has like a 30-person full-time staff media team running around. It just doesn't make sense. But for me, it makes sense because I know where I'm getting to in a year from now and a year from then and a year from then. And so like I for me, it's not about income, right? It's how do I generate enough revenue to reinvest back into the business and do it on my own terms without anyone else in my ear? How far ahead are you thinking? I'm typically 24 months out, right? Because I think, you know, obviously everyone, we have our five-year plans, we have our 10-year plans. But what I found is like, we think about goal planning executions in the companies. We think about like our KPIs and our OKRs. We I think it's much easier for us as humans to understand time in terms of days, weeks, and months, right? Than it is really in years. Like, where were you five years ago? I, I don't know. I have to think about it for a second. You know, it's a long time. 
but two years means that I can put a plan into motion for 12 months and then I can execute on it and find the results in the next 12. Um, And then if you just kind of keep rinsing and repeating that way, but I'm also a big, big believer in future you, like that's my boss. That's who I work for, right? Is myself in the future. Like at the end of my first book, it's sell like Sarah There's a photo that I put in there that I used to have by my desk forever for years of an aged photo of my view that faces app. But like before faces app, it was like something else that I found. I put a photo of myself in there and then aged it to 80. And I look like, like, I look like Joe Biden. I'm like an old politician, you know, with my suit and stuff. But like that guy, I'm going to be that guy before I know it. That guy's my boss. That guy doesn't give a shit about how tired I am today. Like I want that guy's life to be great. And I think about that every day. Like, you know, yesterday was an insane day. We launched a new building last night. We have to launch a new building tonight. We've got so much going on, but I don't, like yesterday is over, you know? Yesterday was just put in so that today could be great. And so I have to think about my years, you know, in the same way. A lot of people try to be realtors. A lot of people try to build companies and things like that. Like, what do you think helps separate you? Um, I think I got lucky with Million Dollar Listing New York, to be completely honest, right? Million Dollar Listing happened in 2010. Um, I went to a random casting call with 3,000 agents, like right over here at the Hudson Hotel. And they picked me out of that massive group. And that show was who knew what was going to happen with it, but it blew up. And well, we, you know, we were on the air until the end of last year. It was 10 years of, um, uh, of selling real estate on TV. And it put a gun to my head to make something of it. Like everything we do, I want to squeeze the lemon as much as possible. Um, and so the show helps, but at the same time, I think I've just been absolutely relentless in my pursuit of success and I do not give up and there's personal sacrifices along the way, you know, and those, my first three years in this business, I didn't take a single day off, like no Christmas, no birthdays, no weekends. I just worked every single day. One, because I needed the money, but two, because I saw who my competition was and I was like, how am I going to beat these people? They're already rich. They're already from New York City. They already went to the most expensive private school ever. They already have this incredible network. They're tied in left and right, and they're doing business that's just coming through their parents. I have none of that. How do I do this? Why would I even do this? I felt like a three foot five trying out for an NBA team. You know, it's like this, this just isn't fair. It's not equal. And so I complained for like an hour, you know. Like, this isn't fair. This sucks. I want to quit. This is business stupid. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not about hype. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else. And when they're all in the Hamptons or at the movies or sleeping or taking time off because they have nothing lighting a fire under their own ass to do more because life has been good for them for so long, every single day, I'm going to creep a little bit closer to passing them. And I think you have to have that fight and have that hunger. Even when I hire new agents now, you know, the ones that have great networks that have been, you know, wealthy or come from successful families for a long time, they'll be good, but it's going to be very hard for them to be great, right? To go from good to great, you really, really, you need either an instinctual fire inside of you that's almost like a sickness, or you need your back up against a wall in some way. And for me, in those early days, it was, I need $2,000 a month. My rent's 1100 and then I need like 900 bucks for food for the month. If I can do 2000 a month, I can stay in New York City. If I can't, I don't want to be a bartender. I don't want to be a waiter. I don't want to get a temp job. I don't want to go back to school. I'm going to move home. 
and my parents are in Colorado. Like I'm going to move home and I'm going to get some sort of job and then I'm going to marry someone from Colorado and then I'm going to die. And then like, then what? I don't know. Like that sucks. Life is short and then you die. <laughs> so you might as well make as much of it as you can. How do you enjoy it? Dude, like I, I get asked that question and I feel like people, I feel like my answer should be, you know, I'm a like competitive boat racer. You know, I, I really love doing that on the weekends or, you know, I run around the world or do that. Like right now we're sitting in an apartment that we're selling that's $45 million where I'm getting to sit. I don't, I don't have to own this place, but I get to sit here. I could take a nap here if I want to. This is our space. And I'm looking at Central Park in front of me in a way that only a handful of people around the world ever get to see with their own eyes. You know, that glass building behind us. You see it? I don't know if you can see it back there. That's Central Park Tower. That thing is halfway up, right? It's the tallest residential tower in the world. And on Thursday, we're listing the penthouse for $250 million. It's the highest, it's the most expensive listing in the history of New York City. It's the most, it's the highest residence on earth, the highest ballroom. It has a private ballroom on the planet. And it's the highest residential terrace ever built, ever. And it's like, I don't know, that stuff is fun for me, you know? And then we get to make content all day, you know? While you were waiting for me, I was running around making TikToks in here because, you know, I'm a budding, I'm a budding TikTok star. I don't know if you know. If someone wanted to make a million dollars in, in real estate, yeah. that's, a lot of our videos are like, how do people get rich in different careers? Yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of our audience wants to, is aspiring and like, okay, am I an entrepreneur? Am I, you know, I'm in tech. Yeah. So if someone to make a million dollars in real estate, what would you recommend for them to do? I would say do not immediately go into real estate investing. I think a lot of people think that that's where you make money. I think that's also where you can lose a significant amount of money. Sure, there are the stories where the person put in 10 grand and pulled out 100,000, or the person bought a flip for you know, uh, 150,000 and they flipped it for 500. In great markets, you can do that. With really smart people, you can do that. And with some luck, you can do that. 98% of all real estate investors lose money. But no one ever talks about that because it doesn't sell online courses. So <laughs> it to be really, really smart. For me, brokerage, right, is fortunately, but also unfortunately, because it does get some slack, is a no-risk investment. My investment is my time. I don't own this place, right? Yeah, we invest money now. I spend a lot of money. I'm going to spend a ton of money now. Because the business is at a certain level where I understand that I can support it. But especially at the beginning, your time is what you're investing into creating relationships for people that are going to pay you to help them do a real estate transaction that you have nothing to do with. You don't have to own the widgets, right? You don't have to buy the glue or the nuts or the bolts. You don't have to do any of you. There's no capital investment. There is no other business like the agency business. It is one of the best businesses in the world, definitely in the United States, because the harder you work, the more money you can make. And so in real estate, right, the more you sell, right, the more you sell, um, no one's ever going to tell me I sold too much. Like I have friends that went into investment banking, <laughs> right? You know, out of college, they went into investment banking and that was the dream. You know, you go become a banker, you're going to make a bajillion dollars. And some of them can. Most of them work their ass off and their comp is dictated by the performance of the bank, not necessarily them. So I, I have genius friends who do really, really well, and then they, you know, don't get that bonus and they get pissed off. And then they all end up like capping out or quitting or switching careers. 
No one's ever come to me and said, Ryan, I think you sold too much this year. You need to pipe it down, right? We're going to lower your income. Like this isn't a communist country. The more you can make, the better it is for everybody. And anyone can make it. Like that's the greatest thing. Sales enables anyone to be as high as they want or as low as they want. Try really hard. You're going to make it. Don't try at all. You're not going to make it. No one's going to help you here or here. And that's what's always like set me free because the risk is your time, but the reward can be endless. I love your stuff. Two questions, then we'll take some uh, thumbnail photos. What has been the craziest story of a sell that you've done or story that comes to mind when you think of selling property or most expensive listing, whatever you're most proud of? I mean, we're about to list this thing for $250 million, which I'm proud of because it's going to be in the Wall Street Journal on Thursday. And the reporter for it in the Wall Street Journal, who's writing about it, the article comes out and the listing comes out on the two-year anniversary from when we started our company. And when she wrote the article, it was like, crazy real estate agent, Ryan Surriant, middle of COVID, everyone's left New York, starts real estate brokerage in the middle of New York. Let's see if it works. Two years to the day, September 15th, 2022, like two years to the day, she's writing an article that says it really worked, right? Most expensive listing in the history of New York. Here he is. And this is why, you know, he was chosen to do it. I don't know. Last year, I met a guy in the Upper East Side, okay? He wanted to find a rental. The business had been open for like four months, beginning of last year. Okay. I guess I do rentals now. I have to pay the bills, right? We have a massive lease. I've got overhead. I have employees now. I was like, why do you want to rent up here? You should go buy something. New York is dead. <laughs> like the prices were brutal. We were doing things at 50% off and like the real depths of COVID. And then we started talking and I mentioned Florida and he's like, oh yeah, let me think about it. I don't know, send me some things. I started talking about tax savings, right? It's important to have like a big, big picture. Most real estate agents make the mistake of just pointing, showing, kitchen, lights on, let me know if you like it. Instead of having like a real conversation with people, like I'm your executive vice president for real estate, not just your broker, right? And I'm a brand before I'm a broker. So I want to help you anywhere. I sent him some things. So that was like a Monday. Sent him some things that night and on Tuesday, got back to me end of the day, Tuesday, early Wednesday of that week saying, hey, he thinks he wants to go down to Florida and take a look at some things. Can I come with him? Do I sell in Florida? I said, yes, sort of. Uh, wants to go and see things in Palm Beach. We flew down on Thursday morning. By the end of the day, Friday, we were in contract for a property on North County Road in Palm Beach for $140 million. The most expensive property I'd ever sold. It was a couple months into starting the business and it broke the record for the most expensive home ever sold in Florida. Um, and one of the most expensive ever sold in the United States, with the exception of fucking Bezos, who had to go spend like 165 on something else. And that just shows you the power of like connection, but always like predicting the success and putting it out there. And that was a, that was a fun deal. That's awesome. What, what have you learned about wealthy people? They're just like everybody else. They work incredibly hard to get there. Like I've never met a wealthy person, maybe because I've never met a king, but I've never met a wealthy person who like, didn't have to work for the dollars, you know, who didn't have to work to get there. So they're, they're very protective of the money. And oftentimes they're, they're cheaper than people who don't have money because they knew what it took to get every single one of those dollars. And they appreciate leverage, right? And they really understand what it means to generate wealth versus what it means to generate an income. You know, like that's what I've learned from them. And it's a big reason that pushed me to like start my own company because at the end of the day, I got to a point where am I just going to sell real estate by myself with my team like all over the world and that's fine, that's great, but how do I build something much, much bigger? Right now, I'm just in the service business. 
you know, if I have the opportunity to build something bigger than myself, I need to do it because that's what this guy does. <laughs> that's what this guy does and this guy, you know, and they all own companies. Um, but you have to get to a certain point to be able to get to that point. Well, is there any careers you noticed? Is, is it just such a, an array or is it like tech? Is it real estate? Like It's such an array. I mean, in New York, we have a significant amount of finance, obviously. And there's a lot of technology here too, but it's massive. Dude. We, we deal with, we just sold a, an apartment for $21 million to a guy that hit Bitcoin at the right time and sold it at the exact right time when it was at like that day it was at 65,000, he emptied. And it's like, how did you know that? Are you Yakamoto or whatever the guy's name? <laughs> Toshi Yakamoto. And we sell huge expensive apartments to the most random people. There's a lot of venture capital money out there. There's a lot of hedge fund money. There's a lot of private equity money, which is massive. But there's, I mean, huge, man. There's, there's new millionaires are created every single day in the world now which isn't something that should get you down. It should be something that excites you. Like if that's happening to people all around the world, it can and will happen to you too, if you want it to, you know? Yeah, I like when people get rich in weird ways too. Like I like ones that are like, I mess when I got rich off lighting. Yeah, dude, lighting, oh my God. Lighting, the concrete guys, the plumbers. I once listed a place for $118 million and he did the plumbing in New York City. He's like, any new building, he's like, those pipes, those are my fucking pipes. <laughs> I was like, damn, you have Warhols on the walls and stuff. It was insane, man. It was completely people. I went to New Zealand for my honeymoon. The richest guy there um, killed all the deer and sold them to Japan for venison meat. And he killed them all with helicopters because they would tarp them and shoot them. And I only knew that because I was like, because <laughs> we're driving around New Zealand. I'm like, there's no animals here. I'm like, oh, yeah. We killed them all and sold them to Asia. I was like, oh, this is, do you do that to Americans too? Should I lock the doors? This is like a new episode of Hostel. Remember that movie? Actually, that's what I want into. Remember yeah. where we get the ankle? Oh, oh God. that's yeah. really hard. Uh, you have to go. So can we take a few photos? Yeah, yeah. That is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode as much as we did making it for you. Check out Ryan at ryansirhant.com. If you're buying anything in New York, or sell anything in New York, or you just want to enjoy it, Ryan Saran. The guy was phenomenal. He had also had an amazing team we got to meet. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go to the theater together. Before you go, tweet, Instagram, TikTok me, at Noah Kagan. I love hearing what you think about these episodes. Real talk. Also, remember to go subscribe to my email list. That's okdork.com. And I hook up exclusive content just for you great email subscribers. That's okdork.com. And finally, a couple shout-outs to the amazing team that makes all of this happen. Thank you to Jason podcasttech.com that is jason he makes all these episodes sound so damn good thank you to jeremy mitchell george cam sauce and nikki and jen from the dork team for all the magic y'all do finally shout out to the business development team at AppSumo. y'all go out search the whole worldwide planet to find amazing deals to promote to the sumolings thank you for all you do at appsumo.com have an amazing day what's your favorite restaurant <laughs>